The Braille Forum, Volume 49, May 2011, Number 11, published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Mark Delgado in the studios of the Cutting Corporation, Bethesda, Maryland. This recording is tone indexed. The beginning of each item in the table of contents will be indicated by a beep, audible when your cassette player is in fast forward or rewind. The American Council of the Blind strives to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and to improve quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. Mitch Pomerantz, President; Melanie Brunson, Executive Director; Sharon Lovering, Editor. National Office, 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia 22201, 202467-5081. Fax, 703465-5085. Website: http://www.acb.org. The Braille Forum trademark is available in Braille, large print, half-speed four-track cassette tape, data CD, and via email. Subscription requests, address changes, and items intended for publication should be sent to Sharon Lovering at the address above. Or via email to s l o v e r i n g at a c b dot org. The American Council of the Blind trademark is a membership organization made up of more than seventy state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the national office at the number listed above. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to attention treasurer. ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the national office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the national office. To make a contribution to ACB via the combined federal campaign, use this number, one 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 five five. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection toll free at eight hundred four two four eight six six six, five p.m. to midnight Eastern Time, or read it online. Copyright two thousand eleven, American Council of the Blind. Table of Contents. President's Message: A New Day at NLS, by Mitch Pomerantz. Side One. ACB honors legislators for distinguished service and launches new legislative initiatives, by Melanie Brunson. Side One. In Memoriam, Mary Ballard. Side One. Travel to Spain with ACB and Rhodes Scholar. Side One. ACB's Golden Year, by Carla Rushevel, Side One. Will you meet the DKM challenge? Side Two. Your golden opportunity to volunteer at the information desk, by Janet Dickelman. Side Two. Gold digging auction in the Silver State.
Side two. Take your mark. Get set. Go. By Donna Brown. Side two. Join the honor roll of ACB life members. By Charles S. P. Hodge. Side two. Don't miss the 2011 FIA showcase and cabaret. Side two. Library Users of America to host book flea market. By Peggy R. Garrett. Side two. One book, one ACB. Side two. Affiliate news. Side three. And two shall become one. By Kathy Brockman. Side three. Here and there. Edited by Sue Lichtenfels. Side three. High tech swap shop. Side three. Forum subscription notes. You can now get the Braille Forum by podcast. To subscribe, go to the Braille Forum page on www.acb.org. If you do not yet have a podcast client, you can download one from the forum page. To subscribe to the Braille Forum via email, go to www.acb.org/mailman/listinfo/brailleforum. Hyphen L. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, one eight hundred four two four eight six six six, or via email, s l o v e r i n g at acb dot org. Give her the information, and she'll take care of the changes for you. President's message: A new day at NLS, by Mitch Pomerantz. As many ACB members know by now, at the end of February, the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped (NLS) issued a release announcing that its longtime director, Frank Kurtzilke, was retiring effective February 28th. This wholly unexpected announcement came shortly after an exchange of emails between the director and myself regarding ACB's exclusion from the scheduled March 3rd celebration of the 80th anniversary of the National Library Service. To summarize events, I had learned on February 18th that while the president of the National Federation of the Blind and the executive director of the Blinded Veterans Association had been invited to deliver remarks at the NLS celebration. Neither ACB's executive director nor yours truly had received a similar invitation. I immediately emailed Mr. Silky, expressing ACB's profound displeasure over this obvious snub, and questioning the director's oft-repeated statement that NLS considered ACB to be a valued and respected partner. Mr. Silky responded on Tuesday, the twenty-second, Monday having been President's Day, by reaffirming his respect for ACB. But indicating that as the celebration had been planned almost a year in advance, it was too late to make additions to the program. My follow-up email was sent after East Coast business hours, so I didn't expect an answer until the following day. That response never came, and I assumed that the director had chosen not to reply. On Wednesday evening, just prior to departing for Washington D.C., I was told that Mr. Silky was notified Wednesday morning that he had been reassigned to another position within the Library of Congress. Rather than accepting reassignment, he decided to retire.
Before going further, I need to offer a couple of personal reflections. Prior to becoming president in 2007, I was well aware that relations between ACB and NLS were less than cordial. I decided to make a serious effort to improve that relationship and commenced twice yearly meetings with Mr. Silkey, usually at his office, but in 2009 here in Pasadena. Kurt and I also got together at meetings of the North American Caribbean region of the World Blind Union. On more than one occasion, he joined me for lunch or dinner, including last year when Donna and I celebrated my 60th birthday at a restaurant in St. Kitts. At such social gatherings, Kurt was friendly and attentive, with a dry sense of humor. I think he genuinely liked and respected me, regardless of his true feelings toward ACB. Having shared those observations, I want to return to the present, and more importantly, ACB's future relationship with the National Library Service. Before coming to Washington, Mr. Silkey and I were scheduled to meet on Monday afternoon. The NLS release announcing Mr. Silkey's retirement also indicated that Ms. Ruth Scoville had been appointed as acting director. On Friday, I called and arranged to meet with Ms. Scoville on Tuesday afternoon. Also attending this meeting would be ACB's executive director, Melanie Brunson. Ms. Scoville has worked for the Library of Congress for several years in the area of information technology. Other than consulting on the digital transition project, however, she has had little direct involvement with the NLS program. Hence, Ms. Scoville assumes her new position with no biases or preconceptions about either of the consumer advocacy organizations. I see this as a significant positive. I provided Ms. Scoville with some background regarding the relationship between our two organizations, and I didn't mince words in the process. I expressed ACB's disappointment and displeasure over our exclusion from the upcoming NLS celebration. Further, I made it abundantly clear that we were expecting a very different and far more collaborative relationship with the library service in the future. We pointed out that NLS has thousands of borrowers in both major consumer organizations and that it was wholly inappropriate for any government entity to play favorites. Ms. Scoville definitely heard our message and agreed that all consumers and the organizations representing them must be treated in a fair and equitable manner. We reaffirmed our previous invitation for the NLS director to attend and address this summer's 50th anniversary conference and convention, and Ms. Scoville indicated that she would be there. Melanie and I came away from our meeting with a favorable impression of the acting director, but as they say, time will tell. It is my understanding that Ms. Scoville will be in her position for from nine months to a year before a permanent director is chosen. I am cautiously optimistic that ACB has been given a golden opportunity to establish the kind of relationship with NLS that we tried but failed to achieve under Frank Kurt Silkey. The ACB leadership is fully committed to developing and nurturing that relationship to the benefit of all patrons of the National Library Service generally, and to the membership of the American Council of the Blind specifically. ACB honors legislators for distinguished service and launches new legislative initiatives. By Melanie Brunson. ACB recently concluded its annual affiliate presidents' meeting and legislative seminar. Both of these events were well attended this year. Both programs provided participants with an abundance of information and ideas to take back to their affiliates. 
as well as opportunities for some stimulating discussion on a wide range of topics. One of the highlights of this year's activities occurred while ACB members were visiting Capitol Hill on the final day of the legislative seminar. For the first time in many years, ACB held an award ceremony to acknowledge the members of the U.S. House of Representatives and Senate who sponsored the Pedestrian Safety Enhancement Act of 2010 and the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act of 2010. As you may recall, Both of these bills were passed by Congress and signed into law by the President during the closing months of 2010. ACB awarded the James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award to Representative Adolphus Towns of New York and Senator John F. Kerry of Massachusetts for their sponsorship of the Pedestrian Safety Enhancement Act, and presented the same award to Representative Edward J. Markey of Massachusetts. And Senator Mark R. Pryor of Arkansas for their efforts on behalf of the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act. Each of the award recipients spoke to the ACB members who gathered for the occasion, affirming his commitment to equality of opportunity for people with visual impairments, and a more accessible society for them to live in. Each expressed sincere appreciation for the award. And indicated an interest in continuing to work with us to advance our work on these issues. This was a very nice ending to a full weekend of activities. Earlier in the weekend, ACB announced this year's legislative imperatives. These include efforts to gain access to information concerning prescription drug labels in alternate formats, to reverse rulings by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services so that Medicare will cover low vision aids. And to revise provisions in the Internal Revenue Code governing donation of vehicles to charity, so that individuals can make donations and receive tax deductions in a more timely manner. For more information about the specifics of these legislative proposals, please visit the Washington Connection page of the ACB website, or call the ACB National Office. The presentations that were made during both the legislative seminar and the affiliate presidents' meeting were recently aired on ACB Radio. If you are interested in listening to these programs, they are still available in the ACB Radio archives. In addition to legislative information, there was a lot of exciting information provided during the affiliate presidents' meeting, including some great news about leadership development initiatives that ACB is preparing to launch. Those who attended these meetings should have a lot to share with you and your affiliates, so feel free to ask them for a first-hand account of what they learned as well. Even the weather was fairly cooperative this year. If you attended, thank you for helping to make this year's events the success they were. If you did not, please check out the resources that are available to you to find out more, and plan to join us next year. In memoriam. Mary Ballard, reprinted from the Knoxville News Sentinel, March twenty-third, two thousand eleven. Editor's note: Paul Edwards also contributed to this article. End of note. Mary Elizabeth Ballard Stevens, former editor of the Braille Forum, died in Knoxville, Tennessee, on March twenty-first. She was eighty. Mary graduated as valedictorian of her class at Batavia School for the Blind in Batavia, New York. She earned a Bachelor of Arts degree with a major in Spanish at the University of Rochester, and completed a year of postgraduate study at the University of Madrid. 
She worked for 15 years as a legal secretary for a Rochester law firm and was one of the first blind people hired in that capacity. At age 17, she earned an advanced ham radio license with call letters W2ZRO. In 1972, Mary became editor of the Braille Forum. For the next 17 years, her clear vision, impeccable style, and love for ACB was reflected in the magazine she edited. At that time, the editor worked out of her own home, where she gave far more hours than she was paid for to making the forum the quality publication it was under her direction. When ACB found itself in financial difficulties, Mary continued to make the forum happen. Her contribution to ACB and to blind people in this country was immense. She brought a grace and a sense of humor and a quest for excellence to everything she did. Mary will be missed by all who knew and loved her, and by all who valued excellence and integrity which her life and work embodied. During her retirement years, she served as a proofreader for Bookshare, an organization that provides digital recordings of books for people who are print handicapped. She was preceded in death by her parents Arthur and Helen Torpy. She is survived by her husband, Dr. Otis Stevens, her brother, William A., and wife, Donna Torpy, sisters Joan Lenhart, and husband Frank and Pat Chubasine, and husband John. A memorial service was held at Sequoia Hills Presbyterian Church in Knoxville on March 26th. Interment will be in Scottsville, New York. In lieu of flowers, contributions may be made to the University of Rochester Medical School, Department of Ophthalmology, Attention Betsy Henner, H-E-N-N-E-R, Office of Gift and Donor Services, 300 East River Road, P.O. Box 270032, Rochester, New York, 14627. Condolences may be offered at www.berryfunerahome.com. Travel to Spain with ACB and Rhodes Scholar it wasn't long after ACB President Mitch Pomerantz and the International Relations Committee began brainstorming the idea of an educational travel adventure for its members that things began to fall into place. ACB approached Elder Hostel based on the not-for-profit organization's reputation for providing exceptional learning experiences with its road Scholar programs, and it found a willing and enthused partner. Next up was selecting a destination— and in Madrid, Spain, ONCE, the Spanish Organization for the Blind, was equally excited about collaborating and co-hosting its American friends. Thus, in just over a year, the extraordinary adventure Discover Madrid, a week-long exploration for ACB members inside the famed Spanish capital's fascinating culture and history, will debut in a travel series that ACB seeks to extend to additional destinations. The inaugural learning adventure to Madrid is April 13th to the 22nd, 2012. As someone who enjoys the chance to travel, I am especially pleased to enter into partnership with Elder Hostel Road Scholar, said Pomerantz. I look forward to taking advantage of this new and exciting relationship. The selection of Elder Hostel and its Road Scholar programs was based on its 36 years of experience creating educational programs in more than 90 countries, 
as well as its mission to accommodate individuals who face physical challenges such as vision, hearing, and mobility issues. ACB and Rhodes Scholar have created a highly interactive learning experience. In the exhilarating atmosphere of Madrid, ACB participants will hear a local musician talk about and demonstrate the classical Spanish guitar. They will experience the storied history of a Gothic cathedral during an expert-led exploration. They will listen to enthusiastic instructors and taste authentic Madrid cuisine, such as cocido madrileño, a local favorite. Rhodes Scholar President James Moses says, "This program is designed for those who share a desire for ongoing stimulation, challenge, and experience, and most importantly, a love of learning." As ACB identifies its members' needs and travel desires, the collaboration with ONSE is important and exciting because of the organization's knowledge of Madrid from a blind and low vision perspective. The Madrid experience includes a fascinating exploration of the ONSE Museum, Museo Tiflológico de la ONSE, where participants enjoy a hands-on experience of artistic works made by the blind and musical instruments used by the blind for 200 years. Participants will also meet guide dogs trained at the Onse Guide Dog Foundation. In addition, the participants will meet students and faculty from Onse's School for the Blind in Madrid, who will talk about the facilities, learning models, and opportunities available to the students. The smells and sounds of Toledo, Spain's first capital and known as the Imperial City, will be enjoyed on a day field trip and an evening tapas dinner. And after dining on local cuisine back in Madrid on another evening, participants will be treated to a performance of popular Spanish songs by La Tuna, a modern-day troubadour group. With accessibility being paramount on this extraordinary experience, Discover Madrid participants will stay at the Hotel Confortel Suites Madrid, a four-star hotel owned by Onse. Fully adapted for people who are blind and those with low vision. Its staff members are fully trained and prepared to assist guests. For more information about this special program to Madrid, please call Pam Shaw of the American Council of the Blind at two one five seven five three one five two seven. ACB's Golden Year, by Carla Rushville. Fifty years ago, in nineteen sixty one. Twenty-nine people met in a hotel in Kansas City, Missouri, and the American Council of the Blind was born. Thanks to the dedication and hard work of people like Derwood McDaniel and countless others, and despite the efforts of those who hoped ACB would succumb to a quick and untimely death, the fledgling organization spread its wings and became the proud leader and beacon of democracy we know today. ACB celebrates its 50th anniversary, July 8th to the 16th, in Reno, Nevada. The 2011 ACB conference and convention is overflowing with informative programs, educational opportunities, and outstanding recreational activities. Here are a few examples of what awaits you in Reno. ACB general sessions and banquet. From the keynote session on Sunday evening, July 10th. Through the 50th anniversary banquet on Friday, July 15th, the 2011 conference and convention programming is absolutely stellar. Renowned national and international presenters bring up-to-the-minute news on the issues and topics of concern to you. The one-of-a-kind banquet will be brimming with fun. 
We've got the answers, but you will have the questions at the ACB Golden Anniversary Jeopardy. ACB Workshops and Seminars Technology, Rehabilitation, Transportation, Employment and Careers, Legislation and Advocacy, Education and Schools for the Blind, Women's Concerns, Public Relations, and Membership Development. These are just some of the quality programs coordinated by ACB committees and task forces. Something different every day, beginning Saturday, July 9th. Special Interest Affiliate Programming Truly a week-long buffet loaded with information, opportunity, and fun. Programming specifically designed around topics such as aging and vision loss, diabetes and other health issues, low vision issues, and the use of Braille. Special groups for attorneys, entrepreneurs, information technology specialists, Randolph Shepard vendors, students, teachers, guide dog users, library users, blind lions, government employees, lesbians and gays, radio amateurs, artists and musicians, and veterans. Product Showcase The conference exhibit area is a mall just for people who are blind or visually impaired. The latest high and low tech solutions for home, work, and play. Information and resources you can't afford to miss. Open every day from Saturday through Thursday. You'll need several hours to browse the aisles, ask questions, and gather information from knowledgeable company representatives. End of Side 1. Side 2. The Braille Forum. Volume 49. May 2011. Number 11. This side contains Will You Meet the DKM Challenge? Your Golden Opportunity to Volunteer at the Information Desk. By Janet Dickelman. Gold Diggin Auction in the Silver State. Take Your Mark. Get Set. Go. By Donna Brown. Join the Honor Roll of ACB Life Members. By Charles S. P. Hodge. Don't miss the 2011 FIA Showcase and Cabaret. Library Users of America to Host Book Flea Market. By Peggy R. Garrett. One Book, One ACB. Continuing with ACB's Golden Year. By Carla Rushevel. Out and About. A smorgasbord of tours awaits you in Reno. Visit the control tower and dine in the Officers' Club at the Fallon Naval Air Station, or take a steamboat cruise on Lake Tahoe, Friday, July 8th. Explore the Old West at Virginia City on Saturday, July 9th. There are Reno City tours on Saturday and Sunday, and weekday afternoon visits to the phenomenal National Automobile Museum, the Nevada State Museum and Mint at Carson City, and the Davidson Tea Company and Chocolate Nugget Factory Outlet. You can try indoor rock climbing. Parasailing at Lake Tahoe, reverse bungee jumping, and a 10 story high swing. Cap off the week with lunch and wine tasting at the Tahoe Ridge Winery, or a cable car ride and dinner at Squaw Valley, California. Fun at the Casino. At other conventions, you need to ride a bus for these events, but in Reno, you'll just come to the lobby to find all this fun. Special hands on casino orientation seminars on Saturday and Sunday. ACB blackjack tourneys on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, and an ACB Texas Hold'em tournament, time to be announced, all with Braille cards. Traditional Fun 
many groups host fantastic events at conventions. There's the Welcome to Reno party sponsored by the local host committee, the RSVA auction and karaoke, the ACB Lions pin swap, and lots of mixers. Trade books at the LUA Book Market, enjoy great entertainment at the FIA Showcase and Cabaret, and catch a movie or compete in games. A family affair. Kids enjoy conventions too. From Monday through Friday, the Youth Activity Center takes the younger set on educational and fun field trips. There's a special video gaming area on the second floor of the hotel just for kids. While parents go to meetings, kids have a fantastic time in the YAC. Exhibits, advertising, and sponsorships. Premium and tabletop booths, program and newspaper advertising, ACB radio spots and features, and conference sponsorships are available to help large and small companies and agencies tell attendees about their products and services. Deadlines are fast approaching. Visit www.acb.org for more details, or contact Michael Smitherman, Exhibits, at six zero one three three one seven seven four zero, or Marjorie Beeman, Advertising and Sponsorships, at five one two nine two one one six two five. Special Golden Anniversary Pages. Here's your chance to congratulate ACB on its 50th anniversary and have your name included in the official convention program. Listings now available. Call Marjorie Beeman for details. ACB Heroes. There's still time to share the accomplishments of special people in your local chapter or state or special interest affiliate with the world. Heroes pages will be printed on high-quality paper. Pages can include a photograph of your special person and details about his or her accomplishments. What a wonderful way to recognize that special person! For more information, contact Marjorie Beeman at five one two nine two one one six two five. Pre-registration. Again this year, ACB will mail a reminder card about the conference and convention. Pre-registration online and by phone will open near the end of May and remain open until June thirtieth. Paper forms will only be mailed upon request. Call the national office at one eight hundred four two four eight six 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 or two zero two four six seven five zero eight one if you wish to receive a paper form. Hotel reservations. Room rates at the John Asquaga Nugget Hotel Resort Casino are eighty-seven dollars single, double plus tax per night. Add ten dollars per night for each additional person in the room. The ACB room block is in the West Tower. Your room rate includes free shuttle transportation from airport to bus or train station, free access to the hotel pool and fitness center, and free valet or self parking. Make reservations by calling one eight hundred six four eight one one seven seven. For the latest conference details, join the ACB Convention email list by sending a blank message to acbconvention-subscribe at acb.org. For questions or special concerns, contact Carla Rushville, ACB Convention Committee Chair, at five zero two three zero three seven zero four two, or by email at adamcarla at bellsouth dot net, or call the ACB National Office at one eight hundred four two four eight six six six. Will you meet the DKM challenge? 
What we need is a good challenge now and then to stimulate our benevolent spirit and convince us to support a worthy cause. The DKM First-Timer Committee has just the challenge and the cause for ACB members and affiliates. In 2011, as in previous years, the Durward K. McDaniel First-Timers Awards will recognize two ACB members who have never attended the National Conference and Convention. Each first-timer will receive transportation, lodging, and a meal stipend for the entire convention week. The two recipients met their special challenges through the competition and selection process. Now, the DKM Committee extends its own challenge to the ACB family to provide financial support for the first-timer program. If each ACB affiliate contributes at least $100, first-timer costs will be covered. Contributions may be sent to DKM first-timers, American Council of the Blind, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. When the 2011 DKM first-timers are recognized in the opening session Sunday evening, July 10th, you can stand with them, knowing that you also met a special challenge. Your Golden Opportunity to Volunteer at the Information Desk by Janet Dickelman Come help make our 50th anniversary a huge success by giving your time to volunteer at the Information Desk. Hopefully those of you who have volunteered in the past will consider helping out again. If you haven't done so previously, this is your opportunity to try something new. The desk will open Thursday, July 7th for early convention arrivals. It will be open Friday, July 8th through Thursday, July 14th from 7.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. and Friday, July 15th from 7.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. At the Information Desk, you can Make reservations for banquet tables Give your room number and format for newspaper delivery Drop off your convention door prizes Pick up materials such as hotel orientation information Let us know about items you have lost or found Receive answers to any convention-related questions. Expect to be given courteous, accurate, and professional assistance. Information desk volunteers need to Quickly search for information as to the location of meetings, caucuses, and special activities. Be patient and friendly, and able to work in a fast-paced environment where several people may be waiting for your assistance. Volunteers should be able to work a minimum block of three hours. Of course, you can always stop by the desk during the convention and volunteer your services. However, I prefer having at least a partial schedule of volunteers. We are also looking for someone who has their own laptop or note-taker and would be able to help copy files each morning. You should have the capability of copying files to a thumb drive, compact flash card, and a high-capacity SD card. If you are interested in helping out as an information desk volunteer or copying files, please email me at j-a-n-e-t dot d-i-c-k-e-l-m-a-n at gmail.com or call 651-428-5059. Isabel and I look forward to seeing you in Reno this summer. Gold Diggin' Auction in the Silver State All you gamblers, gunslingers, and just plain cowpokes are gonna have a rip-roaring time at the Gold Diggin' Auction, to be held Wednesday, July 13th at ACB's Golden Anniversary Convention. Excitement, great bargains, and the chance to outbid that friend of yours, not to mention the fact that the proceeds help ensure that ACB can continue to provide its outstanding programs, make this an event you won't want to miss. From jewelry to food, sports memorabilia to technology, 
vacations to incredible gifts for friends and family, there's something for everyone. As always, we rely on affiliates and individuals to provide donations for the auction, and we ask you to continue your outstanding support of this event. We'd like to encourage you to consider donating items that are easy to carry home, or to donate gift certificates that can be redeemed later and the item subsequently shipped to the winner. If you or your affiliate will be donating something to the auction, please provide information about the item, including a brief description and approximate dollar value, to Eunice Ketterling by June 30th. You may provide her with this information by mail at 86 Leisure World, Mesa, Arizona, 85206, by email at e-u-n-i-c-e-k-e-t-t-e-r-l-i-n-g at gmail.com, or by phone at 701-871-1445. If you choose not to bring your item to the convention, you may send it to Carol Ewing at the following address. Carol Ewing, ACB, Mir Mir's Cafe, 1001 East 9th Street, Building C120, Reno, Nevada, 89512. All items must be received by July 3rd. Come on down, and let's go digging. Take Your Mark, Get Set, Go by Donna Brown The race is on. The race to help raise funds for ACB has already begun. Participating in the third annual ACB Walk Run is a simple and fun way to not only benefit your physical well-being, but also to show your support for ACB. If you have already signed up for the Walk Run, thank you. You have gotten off to a fast start, and you are leading the rest of the field. If you have not signed up yet, it's not too late. You can join the race by registering now as an individual or a team by using one of the following two methods. You may register online at www.acbwalk.com, or you may contact either Rebecca Bridges at 703-527-1175 or Donna Brown at 304 822-4679 for assistance. Any entry forms or pledge forms completed in hard copy format must be attached to a check which should be made out to ACB Walk and mailed to American Council of the Blind, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. After signing up, you will receive a packet containing very beneficial suggestions for ways to seek pledges. In order to keep going in a long, important race such as this, a participant needs to be motivated. Seeking and receiving pledges will do just that, and it's easy and fun. A method for seeking pledges that has been proven to be rather effective is to send an email message containing information about the walk run and your request for pledges to everyone in your address book. If using a computer is not an option for you, making phone calls to everyone you know has also worked very well. For this leg of the race, there are various ways a participant can win prizes and earn recognition for their hard work. Medals will be awarded as follows. Bronze for pledges totaling $100 to $250. Silver for $251 to $500. And gold for $500 or more. Trophies will be presented to all individuals' teams raising $1,000 or more. For every $100 in pledges raised by an individual or a team, Their name will be entered into a drawing for exciting prizes. In order to celebrate ACB's 50th anniversary, every individual or team who acquires a total of 50 or more pledges will also have their name entered into a special drawing.
Like last year, trophies will be given to the individual team and the affiliate that brings in the most money. The third and final leg of this race is the actual walk run event. The third annual walk run will take place on Sunday, July 10th, at the marina in Reno, Sparks, Nevada. Buses will depart at 6:30 a.m. and return between 9 and 9:30 a.m. If you are unable to attend the conference and convention, or you choose not to walk in Reno, you can sign up as a virtual walker. You can either walk back home in your own community, or you may wish to support the walk run by gathering pledges from family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, etc. On behalf of the ACB Walk Committee, I encourage you to lace up your sneakers and seek pledges to support ACB. Get your fingers limbered up and begin racing them across the telephone keypad or the computer keyboard to seek pledges from everyone you know—friends, family, neighbors, co-workers, businesses, etc. If these two methods don't appeal to you, a face-to-face approach is also effective. Remember, as was printed in the April Braille Forum, we are striding for the gold in the silver state. Let's see if we can have a golden number of participants with a golden number of pledges by June 30th. The deadline for turning in pledges to have them count toward awards and drawings. Join the honor roll of ACB life members, by Charles S. P. Hodge. While the famous cherry blossoms are now in bloom here in the Washington D.C. area, as I sit down to write this article, my thoughts turn to ACB's upcoming national conference and convention to be held this summer in Reno, Nevada. This will be ACB's 50th anniversary party. And I know that the convention coordinating committee and the convention program committee are planning some special presentations to honor ACB's pioneering founders, and to look with pride at our current accomplishments, and then to our visionary future with confidence and enthusiasm. If you have never attended an ACB national conference and convention, this is the annual convention you ought to attend. I turn now to the real focus of this piece. I respectfully urge individuals to seriously consider becoming a life member in this historic anniversary year. For affiliates, I ask you to think about whether there is among your membership an individual who deserves to be recognized as an ACB life member. Now, life membership dues are admittedly pretty steep at one thousand dollars, but such dues may be paid in as many as five annual installments. As the result of a recent policy change adopted by the ACB Board of Directors. An individual paying life membership dues on an installment plan will receive a certificate suitable for framing as an ACB life member pledge. However, a life membership plaque will only be awarded after dues have been paid in full. This is the time to join the honor roll of life members in this very special anniversary year for ACB. Don't hesitate. Now is the time for individuals to act affirmatively and step up to the plate to become a life member. And for affiliates to recognize and honor their deserving members with life membership. For more information about life membership, contact Lane Waters at six one two three three two three two four two, or L A N E W A T E R S at a c b e s dot org. Don't miss the two thousand eleven FIA Showcase and Cabaret. This year at the 2011 conference and convention in Reno, FIA plans to capitalize on the unique opportunity of having a nightclub complete with stage, lighting, and tiered seating for up to 2,000. This will be the venue for the 2011 FIA showcase, shortened to around 18 acts with no intermission. Following this, we are premiering the FIA cabaret. Read details below and make plans to come and join the fun. 
traditional FIA showcase. If you want to audition for the showcase, come to the FIA Sunday afternoon mixer and sign up for an audition slot. As usual, we encourage new talent. For the showcase this year, we plan to feature more traditional acts, including acoustic instrumentalists, classical numbers, poets, and storytellers. Of course, the band is available if more suitable for your performance. If you are planning a number with the band, sign up for a rehearsal slot on Monday morning from 9 a.m. to noon. Otherwise, sign up for an audition slot from 3:30 to 5:30 on Monday afternoon. All rehearsals and auditions will take place in the nightclub. Following the auditions, we will make decisions about the more formal showcase. Please know that because of the reduced number of acts, we may not have room for everyone who auditions. Light-hearted and up-tempo numbers may be better suited for the cabaret. Please be assured that if you are not picked for the showcase, it doesn't mean you've been sent home. It means we just couldn't fit you in. Cabaret. Following the showcase, there will be a short pause to allow those who have other commitments to make their exit. During this time, feel free to step over to the bar, which we understand is right outside the nightclub door. Obtain your beverage of choice and come back to enjoy the cabaret. This is your chance to belt out that blues song you've always loved, but no one has ever heard you sing, or try out your stand-up comedy routine, or jam with the band. And yes, the band will be ready and willing to back you up on your chosen tune, or you can make your debut at the nine-foot grand piano we will have at our disposal. During the evening, the band will serve up a couple of tasty treats, and you'll also hear from some of your favorite performers from past showcases. However, we truly want to encourage those who have not performed in the showcase because of busyness or shyness. There will be no anxiety-producing audition and no formal signing up. We will, however, appreciate the traditional five-minute time limit so that we can accommodate as many performers as possible. If you prefer, just sit and enjoy the show and cheer the performers on. But wait, there's even more. You just might be lucky enough to win one of our door prizes. You will be given a number when you turn in or purchase your ticket at the door, and if you are present when your number is drawn, you could receive old-time radio CDs and DVDs, a Dick Hyman jazz CD collection, software from IRTI, a product from MaxiAids, an iPod Nano, and much more. We know that we're going out on a limb here, and to make this really work, we need all of you. As you fill out your pre-registration in May. Include a showcase ticket, which will automatically entitle you to a cabaret ticket. Both can be purchased at the registration desk before Tuesday night at a reduced price, or they will be available at the door. Through these very different performance opportunities, we hope to give as many of you as possible a chance to really shine. So come, bring along your cheering section, get up there on stage, and strut your stuff, and above all, have lots of fun at the 2011 FIA Showcase Cabaret in Reno. Library Users of America to Host Book Flea Market by Peggy R. Garrett. LUA is hosting its annual Book Flea Market, Book Market, again this year at the 2011 ACB Conference Convention. You may donate books to LUA or sell or trade with others. We already have over 80 audiobooks for attendees to browse. This is an opportunity to clean off your bookshelves and share some of your favorites, as well as pick up some new ones. We encourage conventioneers to bring your braille, large print, and audiobooks to sell or trade. The book market will be held on Tuesday, July 12, from 5:45 until 7 p.m. Those of you who attended last year will remember the fun we had discussing the books we had read. 
So join us for refreshments and share your reading experiences since the last time we were together. Don't forget that it is not necessary to pack those large volumes of Braille books in your suitcases. You can mail them free matter to yourself at the hotel and then reuse the same packages to mail any books that you get at the flea market to your home address. It helps to bring a pre-addressed label to use for the return mailing. So gather up those books that are just collecting dust and we'll meet you at the book market in Reno to get some great new books. LUA will also hold its pre-convention board meeting on Saturday and informative and entertaining programs on Monday and Wednesday afternoons. See the convention program for exact times and room locations. LUA is a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Established in 1987, LUA is composed of individuals who are interested in improving library services for people who are blind or visually impaired. LUA members network and advocate for maintaining and increasing services for people who are unable to read regular print. LUA hosts a listserv, L-I-B-R-A-R-Y hyphen T-A-L-K at A-C-B dot org and disseminates a newsletter, the LUA Ledger, to help keep members and other interested individuals informed. The group advocates for funding to national library services and new technology to enhance and improve accessibility to reading materials for people who are print impaired. Membership is open to all interested individuals. One book, one ACB. For the past few years, Library Users of America has made book discussion a part of its annual program at the ACB convention. This year represents the 50th birthday of the American Council of the Blind, so it is fitting that our choice as a book this year is People of Vision. Published in 2003, this extensive history of our organization was written by two noted historians who looked at available documents and interviewed many of ACB's leaders. It is our hope that we can attract some of the people featured in the book to join us and talk about what they think, both of the book and how it portrayed them. People of Vision is available in Braille, on tape, and as a digital download from NLS. It is also available from Web Braille. It is also an item that you can purchase in various formats from the ACB store. People of Vision begins with a discussion of how blind people have been treated in the past, includes a discussion of the origins of the consumer movement with the formation of the National Federation of the Blind in 1940, and contains extensive discussion of what led to the creation of ACB in 1961. It then explores the history of our organization and tries to assess where we were by 2003. It will be fascinating to see how far the McGivern's expectations of ACB have been fulfilled in the eight years since the book was published. Join us on Wednesday, July 13th at 3 p.m., for a chance to discuss this seminal work on the history of our organization. Here are the details on the book. People of Vision, A History of the American Council of the Blind, by James J. McGivern and Marjorie L. McGivern, is available in Braille as BR14800, on cassette as RC56115, and as a digital download as DB56115. See you there. End of Side 2, Side 3, The Braille Forum, Volume 49, May 2011, Number 11. This side contains Affiliate News And Two Shall Become One by Kathy Brockman Here and There Edited by Sue Lichtenfels High Tech Swap Shop Continuing with Affiliate News
Affiliate News. Minnesota Daily 3. Countdown to Memorial Day and the beginning of summer. It's time to start thinking about the American Council of the Blind of Minnesota, ACBM, Daily 3 fundraiser. By purchasing a ticket, you will have 10 chances to win $100. You can purchase a ticket for $20. When the two digit number on your ticket matches the last two digits of the Minnesota Daily 3 lottery number in the order drawn, you will win $100. You have 10 different chances to win starting on May 22, 2011, and ending on May 31, 2011. To purchase a ticket, contact Catalina Roysom at 612-227-3011 or at catalina229 at gmail.com. You can also spend your money now for daily three tickets to American Council of the Blind of Minnesota. P.O. Box 7341, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55407. We will send you a card with your number in large print and in braille. We will sell only 100 tickets, so make sure you get in on this opportunity. Independent Visually Impaired Enterprisers Conference. Ivy is planning another exciting conference which will be of most interest to those who already have their own business or are thinking of that possibility. Our annual business networking breakfast and business meeting will be held on Monday, July 11th from 7 o'clock to 8 15 a.m. It's your opportunity to meet and share information with other business owners and learn from them. Afterward, we will conduct our annual business meeting. On Wednesday, July 13th, we will hold a luncheon and program from 12 30 to 2 30 p.m., which will include two panel presentations Networking Options That Work. And business opportunities open to blind individuals. On Thursday, July 14th, we will hold the Ivy Business Expo. Blind and visually impaired business owners will showcase their products and services and answer your questions. No charge for those visiting the booths. We hope to see you this summer. For those wishing to sell their products or share their services or business opportunities, booths are only $10 for members or $25 for non members. Why not pay our $15 membership fee and get involved? Visit www.ivie-acb.org for more information on membership benefits. Teachers' Features for the 2011 Convention The National Association of Blind Teachers has been hard at work planning an exciting and interesting program agenda for the 2011 convention. We would like you to join us for some or all of our activities during convention week. We kick off our convention activities with our annual breakfast, program, and business meeting, which will take place on Sunday, July 10th from 8 to 11 a.m. After breakfast, Dr. Otis Stevens from Knoxville, Tennessee will speak to us on a very timely topic residential schools, present, past, and future. Our annual business meeting will follow after a brief break. Come and learn more about our organization and help us to elect officers and make other important decisions. All are welcome. On Monday, July 11th, we will focus on safety. Safety expert Tracy Hawkins from Safety and Security Source, Kansas City, Missouri, will be on hand to present two informative program sessions. The first session, Social Media and Smartphone Safety, will begin at 1 15 p.m. You will learn how to communicate safely with friends, family, clients, and business associates while on Facebook, Twitter, and more. Learn what not to say and know what is being said about you and what you can do about it. 
Get up-to-date information on the latest accessible apps for your smartphone to keep you safe and your property secure. The second presentation, which begins at 2.45, will be Safety and Security in Private and Public Places. This program will teach you how to create a plan to help prevent workplace, school, and public dangerous situations. Learn what to do if involved in a dangerous public situation. Implement do-it-yourself techniques to secure your residence. Educate yourself about what is on the market to keep you safe and keep your residence secure. On Tuesday, July 12th at 1.15 p.m., NABT will present an interactive panel discussion entitled Outlook for Blind Teachers, Perks, Payoffs, and Alternatives. As the title implies, this workshop will highlight the perks and payoffs, financial and otherwise, of choosing teaching as a career if you are blind or visually impaired. Alternatives to school teaching, such as corporate teaching, private tutoring, and teaching adult classes, will also be covered. Panelists will include experienced teachers working in preschool to college, as well as various other settings. If you are considering teaching as a career, or if you are an educator who would like to teach in a different setting, this workshop is especially for you. NABT has planned a plethora of excellent programming which will interest teachers and non-teachers alike. We hope you will plan to join us during Convention Week. Carla Hayes And Two Shall Become One By Kathy Brockman No, this article is not about a wedding, but it is about two organizations that serve people who are blind and visually impaired. In January 2010, the Badger Association of the Blind and Visually Impaired and the Center for Blind and Visually Impaired Children merged into one new organization. About five years ago, I wrote about our new apartment building, which continues to provide quality housing in the Milwaukee area for people who are blind or visually impaired. Now we are going through a process that is similar to a marriage, integrating two organizations into one. In a tight economy, nonprofit organizations are being encouraged to merge operations to streamline costs and provide better service in the community. Foundations are showing great interest in funding these projects. The foundation for this merger was built in 2000 when executive directors from Milwaukee-based organizations that serve people with sensory impairments first began meeting. The original idea was to expand the Badger Association's existing facility to become the home base for this alliance. Although this venture never came to pass, the idea of offering services under one roof remained an attractive concept to many people. A committee composed of staff, senior leadership, and representatives from the board of directors of each organization helped to guide the exploration process. The committee was aided in its year-long efforts by experienced consultants. After the committee explored potential partnership scenarios, the two organizations' boards of directors ultimately determined a full merger would be the best option. On January 1, 2010, the new organization began operating under the name of the Badger Association of the Blind and Visually Impaired. Both facilities will continue to operate on separate locations until sufficient funds are raised to renovate a wing of the Badger Association's current facility to accommodate the children's programming. Currently, children up to age 6 are served on an ongoing basis. As with similar programs these days, many of these children have other disabilities in addition to vision loss. Staff members ably address their unique needs and challenges. Currently, research is underway to determine the best practices. I was very impressed when touring the Foundation for Blind Children in Phoenix. In the past, there has been some limited programming for school-age children. We hope to expand this in the future. 
Many of us did not have access to specialized services until we entered school. With little or no vision, childhood development can be affected. In many cases, services extend to families so they can encourage and motivate their visually impaired children to become as independent as possible. Mitch's article on schooling for blind children, August 2010, and ensuing discussions on the ACB Listserv went into much more detail on the current trends and challenges we face. We are excited about the possibilities for children's programs in the future. Some ideas include having children interact with visually impaired adults who have been successful. One possibility may be a grandparent grandchild relationship. Some members have expressed an interest in working more directly with children. Of course, these ideas and others will be developed by professional staff. We also hope older students may become interested and become involved in organizations serving people who are blind or visually impaired. Declining membership is a topic most of us have discussed on many occasions. These organizations believe that their merger will provide great value to the community by providing a central location where children and adults experiencing vision loss and their families can gain access to a wide network of services. Future services for school aged children will help meet the needs of mainstreamed students who are blind or visually impaired. The Badger Association staff and membership look forward to the next chapter in our 90 year history. Here and There Edited by Sue Lichtenfels. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to info at acb.org or phone the national office at 1 800 424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. New York State School Reunion Anyone who attended classes at the New York State School for the Blind is invited to join the Alumni Association for its annual reunion, June 10th to 12th. The reunion will take place in Batavia, New York. For additional details, contact John Harden by email. J H A R D E N 01 at cfl.rr.com or by visiting www.p12.nyse.gov slash specialed slash nyssb slash alumni.html. Call for nominations. National Braille Press is seeking nominations for the 2011 Touch of Genius Prize for Innovation. The award honors efforts to promote tactile literacy through the invention of new technology, the creation of unique teaching methods, or the development of an innovative product. This year's Touch of Genius recipient will win $20,000. Nominations are due by September 1st. More information and a list of past winners are available at www.tousofgeniusprize.org. Alaska Cruise Come and join a number of ACB members on a cruise to Alaska. We still have some space available. The Alaska Cruise will depart from Seattle on September 6th and return September 13th. The ship is the Carnival Spirit. 
you will cruise Tracy Arm Fjord and visit the ports of Juneau, Skagway, Ketchikan, and Victoria, British Columbia. Rates include the seven-day cruise, port charges, taxes, and gratuities. For more information, call Dave Cronk at 618-409-0143 or email him at dkronk at htc.net. Braille Air Conditioner Just in time for summer, Higher America offers the Braille MagnaClick remote control air conditioner with several models. The buttons on this remote control are labeled in Braille. This remote also features a magnet which can attach it to any metal surface. Visit the Higher America website at www.haier.com to learn which models offer this accessible remote. Oral Hull Summer Camps The Oral Hull Foundation is a camp for the blind located in the foothills of Mount Hood, Oregon. With average summer temperatures in the 80s, the park offers a variety of relaxing activities and outdoor adventures. Openings are still available for several of its summer sessions. Session 2, Adult Adventure 2, July 25th to 31st. Session 3, Friends and Alumni, August 5th to 11th. Session 4, Moderate Adventure Camp, August 15th to 22nd. And Session 5, Family Camp, August 25th to 28th. Prices vary for each session, but some financial assistance is available for Oregon residents. For an application, visit www.oralhull.org, email oralhull at teleport.com, or call 503-668-6195. Seeking Scholar Mississippi State University's Research and Training Center on Blindness and Low Vision, MSURTC, is seeking either a Ph.D. graduate student or a postdoctoral candidate for the position of Ann Sullivan Macy Scholar beginning in the fall of 2011 or spring of 2012. While blind or visually impaired candidates are preferred, individuals with sight who have extensive experience in the blindness field should apply. Candidates must have or be pursuing their Ph.D. in one of the social science fields. The position includes salary, benefits, and tuition waiver. The scholar will participate in ongoing applied research, will have opportunities to participate in knowledge translation activities with organizations of and for the blind, and will attend training conferences. To learn more, or to apply for the position, visit www.blind.mssstate.edu. Interested applicants are encouraged to contact Dr. Michelle C. McDonnell, MSURTC Interim Director at 662-325-2001 or via email at m.mcdonnall at mssstate.edu. Accessibility Agreement in Eye Care A new agreement between the Equal Rights Center and Eye Care Centers of America, ECCA, aims to ensure people with disabilities have access to optometric services at the more than 500 ECCA sites across the country. As part of the agreement, the ECCA will remove all physical barriers to its locations, install more accessible eye exam equipment, provide more accessible exam rooms, and offer disability awareness training to its staff. For more information on the Equal Rights Center's work, 
visit www.equalrights.org. Free Fire Safety Publication Home Fire Safety for People Who Are Blind, Low Vision is a free publication from Fire Protection Publications at Oklahoma State University. Bulk quantities of the large print, regular print, or Spanish version of this publication are available free to organizations of and for the blind. Contact J-L-A-V-I-N-E at O-S-U-F-P-P dot org. Free Movies Blind Mice Mart offers hundreds of described movies for free download to people who are visually impaired. The movies are MP3 format and require an internet connection to download and Windows Media Player to hear. For a list of available movies, or to begin downloading them, go to www.blindmicemart.com slash A-S-S-E-T-S slash P-R-O-D-U-C-T underscore I-M-A-G-E-S slash M-O-V-I-E-S 2 dot H-T-M-L. Assistance Dog Grants The Planet Dog Foundation opened 2011 by donating $5,000 to each of five service dog organizations across the U.S. Grants were awarded to All Breed Canine Search and Rescue Assistance Dogs of America, Incorporated, East Coast Assistance Dogs Paws for Friendship and the Sherman Health Foundation. 2% of all sales from Planet Dog products are donated to fund the Planet Dog Foundation, allowing it to have awarded nearly $1 million in support over the last five years. Bressler Prize Awarded The Jewish Guild for the Blind has awarded Constance L. Sepko, Ph.D., the 2011 Alfred W. Bressler Prize in Vision Science. Dr. Sepko has been active in two promising research projects on retinal degeneration. Both studies have discovered treatments to slow down the deterioration of vision in mice with retinitis pigmentosa. High-Tech Swap Shop For sale Zenith Stereo Video Recorder Comes with remote control In excellent condition Asking $50 Negotiable HP DeskJet D1430 in excellent condition Asking $40 Negotiable Contact Irina Franchi, I-R-E-N-A-F-R-A-N-C-H-I, 301-174th Street, number 2206, Sunny Isles Beach, Florida, 33160. Phone, 305-932-8856, or email, at com. For sale. Trekker Solo GPS, only used once. Includes all maps, Bluetooth receiver, speaker cable, charger, cradle, CD case, and the software CD. In good condition, all maps and software have been updated. Contact Aaron at blindgeek1989 at gmail.com or phone 502-541-1167. For sale, Small Talk Ultra 2 in excellent condition. Comes with carrying case, new double-capacity battery, and other accessories. Screen reader not installed. Asking $2,000. Negotiable. Contact Jonathan Milam via email at 
M I L A M J at WFU dot EDU or at three three six four six two four one seven nine. For sale Bookport includes manual, cable, and software, asking two hundred twenty five dollars or best offer. Braille Blazer with built in speech synthesizer used minimally, asking five hundred dollars. Brailleino with Bluetooth, in good condition, recently cleaned and updated, includes manuals, software, charger, and cable, asking nineteen hundred dollars. Send email to mybusinessmail16 at gmail.com if interested. For sale, Braille Plus docking station, still under warranty. Call Celeste Williams at 602 2973222. For sale. Desktop computer with 1 terabyte hard drive, 2 gigs RAM, Windows XP Home Edition, JAWS, and Zoom Text. Asking $525. Toshiba laptop with 15.6 inch screen, 250 gig hard drive, 2 gigs RAM, Windows XP Home Edition, JAWS, and Zoom Text. Asking $725. Contact Jose at 818-220-6256. For sale, Clearview 500 Color CCTV. Comes with all cables. In great condition. Asking $1,500. Contact Jimmy Giles at 678-333-5127. For sale, two monitors. One has speakers built in, the other one doesn't. Asking $300 or best offer for each. Contact Arjanice Kaba at 732 877 or email info at adacil.org. Seeking Good Home. The first four Harry Potter books in Braille can be sent in original boxes. Contact Ruth via email r u t h e m e r a l d. At b e l l s o u t h dot net. Wanted, old tabletop model APH cassette player recorder, preferably with a lot of volume. Contact Arthur Tortorello, fifteen forty five Sonora Drive, apartment number two twenty seven, Chula Vista, California nine one nine one one. Phone six one nine three nine seven five six seven seven. Wanted. Sharp talking calculator clock. Contact Walter Shavira at six six one eight three 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 six six three. Wanted. Paper shredder. Contact Tanya at seven three four four three zero two five three seven. ACB officers. President. Mitch Pomerantz, eleven fifteen Cordova Street, number four zero two, Pasadena, California. Nine one one zero six. First Vice President, Kim Charlson, fifty seven Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, zero two four seven two. Second Vice President, Brenda Dillon, three thirteen Overridge Cove, Hermitage, Tennessee, three seven zero seven six. Secretary, Marlena Lieberg, six thirty two South one hundred eighty ninth Street. Burien, Washington, nine eight one four eight. Treasurer, Mike Godino, 
104 Tilrose Avenue, Malvern, New York, 11565-2024. Immediate Past President, Christopher Gray, 94 Ramona Avenue, San Francisco, California, 94103. ACB Board of Directors, Ray Campbell, Glen Ellen, Illinois. Burl Collie, Lacey, Washington. Janet Dickelman, St. Paul, Minnesota. Marsha Farrow, Somerville, Georgia. Michael Garrett, Missouri City, Texas. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Billy Jean Keith, Arlington, Virginia. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California. David Trott, Talladega, Alabama. Ex officio, Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio. Board of Publications, Paul Edwards, Chairman, Miami, Florida. Marcia Dresser, Reading, Massachusetts. Judy Jackson, Austin, Texas. Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio. Ken Stewart, Warwick, New York. Ex officios, Ron Milliman, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts. End of side three.